and welcome to episode 17 of Nobody Asked You Kevin. It's another movie review episode with Kevin and Hayden. Um, today we will be talking about X-Men Dark Phoenix. So first things first, Hayden's here with me again for his mm-hmm. second time yep. as a movie review. Uh, well actually, I guess it's actually your third time, yeah. isn't it? I because think. You were on for Endgame. Mm-hmm. We talked about Endgame, right? Godzilla, and now this one. So Endgame, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. and now Dark Phoenix. So, so now you're you've been on here a third yeah. time, third movie, right? So how are you liking it so far? It's good. It's good. Yeah. Just good. Yeah. No other words. No. No other words. So. Uh, kind of nerve wracking though. Kind of. Why is it nerve wracking? Tell me it's why. It's like so. Like it's just like really nerve wracking. I don't have an. Well, but it's just really nerve-wracking. Well, it, I mean, it is nerve-wracking yeah. to, to sit yeah. here, and, and we're, we're sitting right next to yeah. each other, and we're looking at each other, but we're talking into a microphone yeah. for other people. But So it is kind of nervous, because once you hit that record yeah. button... You just go live. And you go live, and <laughs> whatever you say is now on record, and it's now being recorded, and people are listening to it. Of The, mm-hmm. the few hundred people that are probably listening to this... All mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. We might make mistakes, right? Yeah. Probably will make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. So, don't no reason to be a little worried. No reason to be nervous. We all get nervous. So, um, so how you doing? Other o- outside of being nervous, how you doing? Good. Just good. Basically, almost awesome, but good. Oh, almost awesome, but good. Yeah. Okay. So, do anything fun today? Mm, not really. Didn't do anything fun today. No. Oh okay. Well, we went, we went to antique shops. Yeah, but that right? wasn't really fun. Oh, found some. I found some cool records. Yeah, but I don't really like records. Oh, so, yeah, I yeah. picked up uh, Steppenwolf's live version album. Mm-hmm. I picked up uh, the UK release version of Rainbows Rising, Ronnie James Dio. You'll love them when you get a little bit older. Um, but um, and then what else did I pick up? I can't even remember what else I picked up, but I oh uh, a Boston album, Boston's first uh, self-titled album. I had I didn't have a copy of that on vinyl and found it today. I was able to pick it up. So I I, I like going to vinyl shop and going antiquing and things. And uh, you do occasionally because you like to look at the old coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't buy anything, even though you had your own money. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't want to spend it. So. So, you going to be doing anything fun over this next week or so? Uh, going to 4-H camp. Oh, going to 4-H yeah. camp, yeah. So, you'll be away for a few days, so that's mm-hmm. that's fun. You had fun last year, yeah. and um, you'll have fun this year, and mm-hmm. you'll do all sorts of activities, right? Like what? What did you do last year? I can't even remember. Wait. No. Um, it's like um, crafts, outdoor cooking, boating, swimming, and a bunch of other stuff. Probably some hiking, that. some boating, I don't swimming, yeah. crafts, outdoor cooking. Mm-hmm. You know I love my food <laughs> a little what? too much. but um, uh, So, yeah, you, you get to look forward to that over the next week yeah. or so, the next few days, going to 4-H camp for a, a while. So, uh, But enough of that. I mean, we're, we're here to talk about Dark Phoenix. We saw Dark Phoenix the other night um, on opening night when it opened on Thursday. Um, so let's get to it right now. Mm-hmm. 
Our review will include full spoilers. I mean, we're not we're not breaking this movie down completely. Um, um, so again, though, this is your warning because there will be full spoilers ahead. Dark Phoenix is, uh, I believe, the twelfth movie in the overall X Men series of movies. Um, it's a direct sequel to. 2016's X-Men Apocalypse, which I know you've seen. Yeah. And um, uh, the movie is the final movie, X-Men movie, to be released by 20th Century Fox as Disney now owns all of the X-Men. And hopefully in the next few years they'll be um, incorporated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe storylines. So I'm, I'm looking forward, much looking forward to that. Um, but again, this is the last movie made by 20th Century Fox. Uh-huh. Um, well, I guess I guess that's kind of a lie, because there is a movie called The New Mutants, which is supposed to be coming out next year, I believe. It's been pushed back a year, two years, and um, it's kind of a horror film, X-Men movie. Um, I don't know if it'll ever come out. Um, they have massive reshoot, reshoots they've had to do or, or will do. Um, so I don't know if it'll ever come out. Uh, I kind of hope it just gets released on Hulu or one of those one of those streaming services. But Disney now owns that and it's making the um, decision. So uh, this might be that last X-Men movie for 20th Century Fox. It might not be. We'll see. Um, but Dark Phoenix was um, written and directed by a guy named Simon Kinberg. Um, and it was produced by 20th Century Fox, distributed, like I said, by Walt Disney Studios. Um, if you don't know who Simon Kinberg is, um, he wrote, or previously wrote, um, the movies mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I don't mm-hmm. think you've ever seen. Oh. No, you've never seen that. It was a Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie movie. Probably not. Um, uh, X-Men The Last Stand. Um, Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I know you haven't seen Abraham Lincoln... Vampire Hunter. I know you haven't seen that. You have seen X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. And so he wrote that. He did X-Men Apocalypse, which you've seen. Um, He was a producer on Jumper and Elysium and The Martian and Deadpool. um, Logan and then Deadpool 2 as well. Um, So Dark Phoenix, um, as with many of the other uh, X-Men movies, the the last few X-Men movies... James McAvoy as Charles Xavier, Professor X. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Um, and they unfortunately call her Raven all the time, and that's a whole other thing. Um, Nicholas Holt as Hawk. Or, as Hawk, as Hank. Um, or Beast. Um, he's, he's a favorite of mine. Uh, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones fame um, as Jean Grey, or Phoenix in this movie. Ty Sheridan as Scott Summers or Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexander Ship as Storm. Um, and this guy who played Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler. Um, his oh, name is yeah. Cody Smith McPhee. And I think he is tremendous. Yeah. I, I, I love Nightcrawler a lot. 
especially this representation of him as a, a younger kid or younger adult. Um, uh, Evan Peters as Quicksilver. We saw him in, what do we see him in? In Days of Future Past and, and Apocalypse. And one of probably your favorite scene in Apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. What what's what's he do in Apocalypse? Saves everybody in whatever kind of mansion. Well, they're in like the X mansion and yeah, the yeah. the school, and it blows up, and of course he's he's moving quick, and it slows down. I mean, essentially, it's in slow motion for everybody out for him, and because he's just moving so fast. But do you know what song that is that plays? No. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Pure '80s music. The oh. rhythmics. Sweet dreams are made of this. Um, so we'll play that. We'll, sweet, dreams. sweet dreams, exactly. Um, but it's in, in parentheses, are made of this, is what the song is. Um, we'll play that at the end of the episode after after everything's done because I love that movie, so or I love that song so much. Um, but Michael Fassbender as Magneto, and then Jessica Chastain as a, an alien named Vuk, or Vuk, Vuk. Something like that. Um, I'll give my thoughts on that later. Um, so, overall, the plot goes something like this. And we could talk about this. Yeah. So, the movie starts out with 1975, when Jean Grey, who's eight years old, accidentally uses her telekinetic powers and to cause a car accident, which kills her parents. Right? Yep. Yep. And then, um, eventually what happens is Professor X takes her to his school for gifted youngsters where he then mentally blocks out the accident from her memory. So he manipulates her mind. Mm-hmm. And of course that's not going to come back and haunt him in the, in, the, in this movie. Um, so he helps her hone her abilities. Um, then it skips forward nine years to 1992. And I would have been 11 years old in mm-hmm. 1992. But um, So this takes place nine years after what happens in X-Men Apocalypse. And um, that was when Sabu Nur Apocalypse um, uh, causes all that devastation. Um, the X-Men then respond to a distress signal in space mm-hmm. from the Space Shuttle Endeavor, which is critically damaged by a solar flare. Um, skipping forward, they save all the astronauts. Jean absorbs that solar flare. Mm-hmm. And which is a pretty cool scene, actually, I think. Um, and as a result, uh, her, her powers are increased or amplified, if you, if you, if you will. Um, so at the same time, that mental block, that manipulation that Professor X uh-huh. has put on her um, is kind of destroyed or is kind of mm-hmm. letting up. So she then eventually discovers that her father is still alive, that he blocked that out. And um, her father's not dead. Um, so she takes off to where she grew up um, and visits him and kind of threatens him and, and all this other stuff. And, and the X-Men attempt to take her home, but in a whole rage fit, she accidentally kills Mystique. And then she also, I believe, injures and kills several law enforcement officers before taking off in the sky and flying away. Mm-hmm. Um she travels to Magneto's island of refugees um, to try to seek assistance in controlling her powers. Uh, Magneto turns her away, does not want anything to do with her, um, 
And she, but then before that, she kind of fights with some U.S. military force forces who have kind of brought her or came there to arrest her to take her into custody. Um, later on, she meets uh, Vuk or Vuk, uh, the leader. Which I this is probably one of the worst parts of the movie for me. Um, uh, the whole inclusion of this alien race, the Dabari. Um, I, I mean, I know the original Dark Phoenix storylines and, and the comics um, uh, and how the Dabari were included and, and used, um, but I don't like how they were used here. Um, uh, Vuk is the leader of the Dabari. She explains to Jean that she has been possessed by a force of cosmic power, which wiped out the Dabari's home planet years ago. Um, at, at that point, they, they, they go back to Beast, who's feeling betrayed by Professor's ex-manipulation of Jean's memories. He allies with Magneto and the rest of his refugees to bring down Jean in New York City. Um, they battle the X-Men, and then Magneto's group battle each other. And Magneto confronts Jean. Um, and that's where you get that really cool part where she's like, got him in the air. And she's like crushing his, just crushes his helmet with her powers. Um, uh, she overwhelms him, overpowers him. Uh, Professor X, Cyclops, stop Fook from um, absorbing the force from Jean. Because she's trying to get the force um, from Jean. Um, and then everyone's captured by the U.S. government at that point. And then they're placed in a train. And they head towards some secret facility, of course. Because everything's a secret. Um, the train is attacked by the Dabari and Vuk herself. Um, they overpower the soldiers. Um, the mutants then become freed um, to combat the, the, the aliens. Um, Vuk then attempts to drain Jean of her force again. And then this is where Jean unleashes her full phoenix power and kills Vuk. Um, and then disappears in outer space. Um, I, that whole third act goes. I mean, it goes by really fast, um, and I'll talk about that in a second. But in the aftermath of the whole incident, the train incident, um, I, the school Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters is renamed for Jean Jean Gray's School for Gifted Youngsters, and Hank takes over Beast Hank. He takes over as the new dean of the school. Um, and then you, f you forward to Paris, and then you see Eric, or Magneto. Um, he reunites with Charles, Xavier, and they play a game of chess. And as they start to play, it pans up to the sky, and you see a flaming phoenix appear in the sky. Um, so that was a, a, a quick plot, right? Um, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't liking this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I thought it was all right. I yeah. mean, what did you think? I mean, what do you, without going into really any specific detail, what did you think of them? Was it good? Was it okay? Was it? It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like when I said, currently, um, as of right now, it has a twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a terrible rating. Um, the average rating is four point five nine out of ten over two hundred seventeen critics reviews. Um, not good. Not good at all. Um, the verified audience score is 64%. Um, has an average rating of 3.69 out of 4. 
um, in that audience score, let's let's say the the verified audience score is the percentage of users that Rotten Tomatoes has confirmed to have bought tickets to the movie and who rated it 3.5 stars or higher. So at that point in time, there were 1,265 reviews or verifications who rated it, who saw the movie and rated it 3.5 stars or higher. Um, so it, I mean, from an audience score perspective, it's doing a lot better than the critics reviews. Um, it, it has a meta score on Metacritic, just another um, rating of 43 based on 49 critics reviews. Um, it's IMDB rating. Last time I checked, had 10,000, just over 10,400 ratings, and it rated a 5.9 out of 10. Um, and its cinema score is terrible. It's a B minus, uh, which is actually really, really bad for cinema score. It's the lowest cinema score of any X-Men movie out there, which is very surprising to me, because I'll I'll talk about my rankings of all the X-Men movies here in a minute and where Dark Phoenix fits, at least I believe, and it should not be the lowest. So, but um, it does. I don't think it deserves that 23, 22% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Absolutely no way. Um, I. Going to Hayden here for a second. What were your favorite parts of the movie? Probably when Jean Grey um, absorbed all of the powers of the Phoenix. When she ab- absorbed yep. the... Well, the, it, was that, are you talking about at the beginning when she absorbed the, the mm-hmm. solar f- flare yeah. in space? Mm-hmm. That was a pretty neat scene because um, uh, she, when they were... Um, kind of teleporting with okay. Nightcrawler back and forth and back and forth to save all of them. And then he had to go back and try to teleport and try to save her and he couldn't do it. And he, he came back without her. Um, and that was a really, I think it was a well done scene. It was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, so I'm glad you liked that too, because I thought that was well done. The rest of the movie, I don't know. Um, the rest of the movie, not so much well done. I mean, I think there are glimpses of a good movie here um, in this um, overall movie, uh, but those are only glimpses. Tiny, small amounts of a good movie. Um, I thought the acting of certain characters was great. Um, who were you, who are your who were your favorite characters in this movie? Um, out of all the characters out there, Beast, Cyclops, Mystique. Cyclops. Um. um Probably. I mean, you had mm. Professor X, Mystique, Beast, Phoenix, Cyclops, Storm, Nightcrawler. Like, Nightcrawler. That's probably it. And That's Quicksilver. It. Well, Quicksilver was only in it for a hot minute. Yeah. He wasn't in it very long. I mean, he didn't really do a heck of a lot um, like he had done in the past. And really, when you think about the other movies, Ben, he hasn't. I mean, outside of a couple of those important scenes, he really hasn't done a heck of a lot. Um,. Uh, Magneto, he was, I mean, he's pretty, he's always a cool villain slash, I mean, he bounces back and forth, mm-hmm. it seems. Um, uh, but, uh, like I said, I, I, I thought the acting of uh, Nicholas Holt, who played Beast, I, I was very good. I, I, I love Nicholas Holt. Um, he was supposedly in the running for the, as the, to be the new Batman. Um, and I could easily see him as Batman. As, as a Bruce Wayne Batman character. I think he does extremely well as Beast. Um, 
uh, Sophie Turner as Jean Grey Phoenix. Um, I actually enjoyed her performance. A lot of people didn't, but I liked it. I thought it was it was pretty well done. And then, of course, Michael Fassbender as Magneto. I think he's done a tremendous job as Magneto through any of the movies he's been in. So I, I always enjoy seeing him. Um, and then, like I said, I already said before, the guy who played Nightcrawler. I, I love Nightcrawler anyways, um, uh, but his name is Cody Smith McPhee who played Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler, in this movie and others. Um, I think he did a tremendous job with his acting. And he was only in it for a short amount of time in, in spurts. Um, but I was glad to see him get some action. And, and the, the, the woman who played Storm, Alexandra Shipp, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm glad and I was very happy to see her actually do something in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> because she actually got to show off her powers a little bit, um, which is neat. And... I don't know about you, Hayden, mm -hmm. but I would love to see like a solo storm movie mm -hmm. on her own. Would you? Would you like to see that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I I would personally love to see that. Um, but um, so Disney, I know no one out there from Disney is listening to this, but you know what to do. Make a solo storm movie. I would love that. And of course, you would do that because you. I'm, I'm the important person here. I mean, just do it. Um, but on uh, on the other side of things, uh, a lot of the writing felt really, really sloppy. Um, quite a the bit of the storyline was just meh to pretty mediocre, really. Um, I didn't like Jessica Chastain's villain Vuk at all, or the aliens. Um, uh, they're they're pretty much useless and unnecessary in how they're used in this movie uh, and to further along the plot. I mean, I don't think they were needed at all. Uh, and much of the movie felt very rushed. Um, it is a, I mean, however long, I don't even know how long the actual movie is, but um, it uh, just felt like it was very, very rushed. Um, the Phoenix storyline, like I said, it, it's a very complex storyline, and it requires more than just a single haphazard movie to properly do. Um, and honestly... And I'm going to ask you about this, but Disney is coming out with its own streaming service yeah. called Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to go live, I think, at the end of this year. Um, uh, and they're going to have all Marvel stuff and all Star mm -hmm. Wars stuff and all of that stuff on there. And they're making like series, like mini series and and like TV series, like ten to thirteen episodes of um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Vision and Scarlet Witch and a Loki series. I think that this would be one of the, I mean, would have really been done really well if you could get it somehow to like a 10 to 13 episode Disney Plus series on the, the Dark Phoenix saga, the Dark Phoenix storyline, um, because I think that would have been much better. I don't know what you think. You think if you had 10 to 13 hour long episodes to tell the story. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I, would, I think you, you would have much more time to tell the overall story from a from a storyline aspect um, uh, because it is such a complex story and requires much better storytelling, screenwriting, and just uh, overall conveyance of the story. Um, uh, so yeah, a 10 to 13 episode on Disney Plus would be great or some other streaming service. Uh, but, I mean... One of the things I didn't like, because like I said, it was so rushed, 
that so many of the characters just up and changed their viewpoints and perspectives. Because that, that, from when Beast kind of, Hank kind of realized what Professor X mm-hmm. did to Gene, he just up and changed his perspective very quickly within hours and then defected to Magneto's side, of it, essentially, within hours. Way, way too quickly. They changed their perspective on a dime way too quickly. Um, and, and as this movie was the end of a franchise, essentially, the end of the X-Men films as a 20th Century Fox, I, I, I think the build-up and the ending just seemed way too small. It was a pretty cool third act. I mean, yeah. that whole train scene and those mm-hmm. fights in the train, those are pretty cool. Yeah. And then what if, at the end where where Phoenix, was it Phoenix is one that just kind of like crushed the train with her powers, with the aliens in them, with the Dabari in them, and she just went and kind of crushed it, didn't she? Yeah. Then um, uh, that was pretty cool, but I mean, overall, the 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 ending just seemed pretty unimpressive, anticlimactic, if you want to use that word. Um, but I was overall impressed by the third act, just not the ending of the third act. So, um, the one only other thing I will probably say is it was a, it's a pretty cool scene to see that the X-Men themselves pretty much unleashed using their powers mm-hmm. at full hilt. Yeah. Um, because um, you don't see that in a lot of the other movies. Um, you've never been able to see Cyclops and Beast and, and Nightcrawler and Storm especially go full out with all their powers on the big screen. So I thought that was pretty neat. So... Um, that was the acting. Is there anything else you want to say about the storyline? No, not really. No? Okay. But I just want to, for a second, talk about the score, the music. Uh-huh. Um, as I get older, and I'm old. Mm-hmm. I'm old, ain't I? Yep. I'm, I'm pretty old. I, I find myself paying more attention to the music in a movie, how it's used, what it is, how it's constructed. Um, and, and Dark Phoenix's score, I thought, was really, really good. I've noticed this in other X-Men movies um, that were scored by Hans Zimmer. Um, this one was scored by Hans Zimmer. And if you don't know who Hans Zimmer is, um, I have no idea how you don't know how, who Hans Zimmer is. I mean, he's done movies like throughout history like Rain Man, Twister, Driving Miss Daisy, Days of Thunder, A League of Their Own, True Romance. I mean, I could name all these movies. The Lion King score, Crimson Tide, The Rock, um, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor, Pirates of the Caribbean. One of my favorite movies, Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Um, and then you get into the Nolan Batman trilogy. He scored Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. He scored Man of Steel, which I absolutely love that score. One of my favorite scores. Um, uh, it did Interstellar did Inception, he did Batman vs. Superman with Junkie XL, I believe, and then Dunkirk. Uh, he's also working, supposedly, I read that he was working on the upcoming Wonder Woman 1984, mm-hmm. um, Top Gun Maverick, the Top Gun sequel that's out, like I think, next year or whatever, and then the Dune movie as well that's being done. Um, so, again, the, the, the score was fantastic. Fantastic music, fantastic mm-hmm. score. All of the music was well-placed. Um, the score alone, I think, is worth the price of a mu- movie ticket if you, if you like music and like musical scores. 
So with that, um, I'm going to take a second to remind you of our rating system here at this podcast. I don't have a fancy bumper to play or anything like that, but this is the rating system here at Nobody Asked You, Kevin. Four ratings, starting at the bottom. Loathe entirely. It's to be used for movies that are complete trash. Yep. Complete trash. You don't recommend those movies. You don't recommend watching them ever. Third rating, or second rating from the bottom. Meh. It's a mediocre to okay movie. Um, It may have some watchability on streaming or to download somewhere, maybe a red box rental. Uh, But there's no need to go see this one in the theater, really. Second, good. A good movie, a B average. It's not top tier, but it's still good. You go to the theater to watch this, but maybe not opening weekend or even within the first week or two. It's a good movie. And then the fourth, the top, the excellent rating is called The Shit. It's an excellent movie you recommend watching. The top tier, the cream of the crop. You go to the theater, watch this on opening night, watch it immediately. So, out of those four ratings, Hayden, out of loathe entirely, meh, good, or the shit, which rating do you give this? My rating is probably meh. Meh? Just meh? Yeah. It's a mediocre to okay movie. So, mm-hmm. but, you, but you, I mean, I think you enjoyed the movie, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it just, it was just an okay movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nothing to write home about. It's not, not a great movie. And with that, I also rate it, meh. It's middle of the road. I mean, it's okay. I mean, definitely watch this if it's, I mean, if you have a free movie in the theater, a free movie ticket, or if you stream it or download it, or use your, a, if you have AMC Aimless, A-list, woo woo, A-list, um, if you have that, use it. But I don't know if I would pay full price for this movie. Um, rent it at a red box, do something. Um, $1.50 theater, whatever your cheaper theaters are, go see it there. Um, I honestly, again, I don't think it required it, it needed to have that. I don't think it deserves that 22, 23% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Mm-hmm. That is the lowest X Men movie rating ever on any of these platforms. I mean, if you look at all the X-Men movies, and I'm not going to talk about Deadpool, Deadpool 2, or Logan, because those kind of exist in their own little areas. Um, Out of all of the X-Men-related films, the series, I would say, for me, Mm -hmm. and I know you haven't seen all of these, so it's going to be hard for you to really say that, but out of all of the X-Men movies, I put X-Men Days of Future Past number one. That is my favorite X-Men movie. And then the original X-Men from 2000 is number two. X-Men First Class, three. The second X-Men from 2003, X2, four. And then Dark Phoenix, I think, comes in five. Mm-hmm. So, And then followed up by the Wolverine in six. The terrible X-Men Apocalypse. I did not like that movie at all. X-Men The Last Stand is number eight. Terrible. Another take on the Phoenix storyline, but I think done much worse. And then, of course, the terrible, craptastic, 
complete crap movie that was X-Men Origins Wolverine. So, again, Dark Phoenix comes in for me 5 out of 9. Middle of the road, average movie for me. An average X-Men movie. Um, so in my opinion, again, it doesn't deserve that 22-23%. You could rate this a 40-50%. And that would be oh, that would be great. I mean, I think I, I think people. I don't know if it's kind of like the the fad to jump on movies like this or something, but I mean, it wasn't a good movie. Don't get me wrong, not a good movie, but it not. I mean, does not deserve that twenty two, twenty three, a low ass rating. Um, uh, but with that, I mean, I mean, all I've really got to say is. Um, it's meh. You rate it meh. Mm -hmm. uh, I look for. I mean, I look forward to what Disney does with this movie. I mean, what the what the X Men, not this movie in particular, but what the X Men, what Kevin Feige does with the X Men and the introduction of them eventually, whether it's two, three, four, five years down the road into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because um, I think it will be. I mean, it's 2019 now. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see them next year. You're not going to see them the year after. It's probably going to be 2023, 2022, 2023, 2024 until you see them. So probably four, five, six years until you see the X-Men get introduced. Um, so I look forward to what Disney does with them, mm -hmm. um, as well as the Fantastic Four. So is there anything else you would like to say about Dark Phoenix or any of the X-Men movies, or anything in general. Anything. No, not really. Not really? No. Okay. So um, what I will end with is just please leave me a review on Apple Music. Um, it's quick. It's easy. Every review that I receive, I'll be reading on a future episode. Um, and then I'm going to enter you into a drawing for a free digital download for a movie. Uh, you'll get a download code. And if you get picked, I'll give you a list of movies that I have to pick from. Um... Uh, and you can choose which movie from that list, but you have to leave me a review and then email me telling me you left me a review. It's simple. You want a digital download code? You want to be selected? You got to leave me a review and got to email me. Um, you can always get in touch with me through email, like I said, at nobodyaskedyoukevin at gmail.com or on Facebook at the Nobody Asked You Kevin podcast page or on Twitter, on my verified Twitter account, at Forensic Tox Guy, or the show's page, at Asked Kevin. That is A-S-K-E-D-K-E-V-I-N. So, until next time, my friends, peace out.